Welcome to the First Love Podcast from the First Presbyterian Church for Sunday, August 30th, 2020. Our first scripture reading is from Matthew 16, 21 through 28. The second scripture reading comes from Exodus 3, 1 through 15. Our special music comes from Stephanie Solterman, choir director, singing Ancient Words. Reverend Jonathan Warren's sermon title of today is God's Retirement Plan. In September, there will be a four-week prayer series covering prayer when we will ask God to search us, help us, mold us, and send us when we pray. We invite you to join us in this series, and we pray that you have a safe and healthy, peaceful upcoming week. God bless. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is a beautiful day, and for those joining online, I hope you are uh, able to be on Wi-Fi, maybe outdoors, or have a window cracked open. Uh, it's such a wonderful uh, time of year, uh, and our weather is cooperating, uh, finally, so it's good to be here to worship together. For those who are comfortable and would like to, you can remove your masks now. If you do need to move about, please do so with your mask on. And then when it's time for hymns, for those in our sanctuary, you're invited to sing in your heart or hum along. For those online, we invite you to tell us you're here. We're glad you're here and welcome one another. I have a few announcements to share. We have a big change for our online folks. We'll begin the online feed to start at 9.55, so that normally we started at 15 minutes ahead of time at 9.45, but starting next week and uh, forward, we're going to start at 9.55. We've noticed only about uh, 10 or so get on before, so if you've just joined us right now, you don't have to worry about this announcement. You don't get on that early. So uh, it... For those who do get on early, please note it, there's not a malfunction. We're just going to start the online feed at 9.55, and then we'll begin worship at 10. Communion is next week. We have pre-packed communion cups, and you can pick them up on Friday uh, from 11 to 1 for those who are home and online and would like to have pre-packaged communion. It has uh, juice, and then on the very top layer, there's a wafer so that you can enjoy that together. Uh, and then if you can't make that time for some reason, please contact the church office and we can make other arrangements. Uh, for those who are online, uh, please note to uh, also prepare your communion ahead of time if you don't get the prepackaged communion. And here, we'll enjoy together the prepackaged communion to keep us safe and well and to share together. We have a mission challenge, and so far we've collected, I think, 902 items of our 500-item goal. We have till noon on Tuesday to double our, to, to, to maybe inch it close to 1,000. I think you could do it, certainly. Uh, we might have some more already collected this weekend. And so if you are going grocery shopping, if you have some items that you'd like to share uh, for the food pantry in town, please be sure to bring those items with you. 
This September, starting next week, we have a sermon series on how prayer transforms. It's a four-week sermon series where we'll ask God to search us, to help us, to mold us, and to send us when we pray. We'll reach into scripture and learn more about prayers that have transformed others over the centuries, and I'm excited to think about how prayer can transform each and every one of us, how God can change and challenge us if we're open to what God's calling to us. So I hope uh, you join us these next four weeks and tell others about this uh, series on prayer. I think especially right now, it is important. Our session also is trying to figure out that they've decided to add a few more prayers to our bulletin so that it's a it's one of those things that we continue to pray, pray not just for ourselves, but to pray for others as well. Now, for those online, uh, please comment on where you've experienced God this week. And now let us worship God together. Let us join together in the call to worship that's printed in your bulletin. Holy, 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 God is here. Holy, 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 love has called us here. Holy, 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 we gather to worship our holy God.
It is now time to humble ourselves before our Lord. As we think about what Moses did today, we discover that he comes on holy land, that he sees a burning bush, and he takes off his sandals because God is so holy, the land he is standing on is holy before him. And he humbles himself, knowing that he is but a person, and God is very powerful and mighty and gracious. And today, we humble ourselves as we confess our sins. I invite you to stand and share in this prayer of confession together, saying, In the midst of your holy presence, O God, we encounter a mystery deeper than the foundations of the earth. You are who you are, sacred and indefinable. Forgive us when we try to put you in a box or frame you in our own image. Help us as we allow your divine image to define and shape us. Speak mercy and grace to us when we deny the path before us and guide us with your shepherding love. When we are unsure of how to follow, strengthen us and give us the courage to say, here I am, ready to love and serve. In your holy name we pray, amen. And now let us silently confess our sins before God. Amen. God is very holy. God is very merciful. And yet God's call to us sometimes frightens us. And yet God gives us strength and power, the mercy we need to know that we can do things with God's help and love that we can share God's mercy and hope in our world. Know that you are forgiven. Show God's love in our world and be at peace. Amen. As we prepare for our scripture reading, let us join together in the prayer for illumination, which is printed in your bulletin. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, beginning with the 
Beginning on the 16th chapter, the 21st verse, let us listen to the word of God to us today. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God, forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So today we're switching things up just a little bit, and uh, right now we're going to have the time with our children. So today's story, we're going to hear about it in just a little bit, but uh, what do I have here? I have a shepherd's staff, right? And Moses was a shepherd. He ran away from Egypt because he had just killed somebody, and he was very scared for his life, and so he ran and he ran and he ran all the way to Midian, and then for 40 years, he hung around sheep. And he was a shepherd. He he, uh, had a wife, and they had children. And one day, he goes walking around, and he approaches a mountain. And kind of out of the corner of his eye, he sees something. And it's a bush, and it's burning up. But it's not being consumed. It's burning. There's flame. But it's, it's a miracle before him. And there's this bush, and it's not even burning all the way up. It's just burning, and the bush is still there. And he is so amazed that he goes to that space where the bush is burning. And do you know what he does? He hears a voice from God saying it's God, and he's calling him, and he tells him to what? to take off his shoes. So I wondered today, I know your parents probably put on really nice shoes for you, or you have really nice shoes, but I thought we could all take off our shoes together. Can you do that with me? Take off your shoe if you have your shoes on. And I want you to wiggle your toes. 
and feel what it's like here in this sanctuary without shoes. It's holy. And so Moses was on holy ground. And today we're on holy ground. Even if you're not here in this sanctuary, you are on holy ground because we are gathered in worship. And it's so holy that God tells Moses to take off his shoes. And so I want us to think about that. Wiggle those toes, feel what it feels like to stand, or can you, can you feel the ground maybe? Or maybe you could stand up, you could feel what it feels like and know that you are standing on what? Holy ground right now. Because God is with us. God is surrounding us in love and care. And do you know what he told Moses? He didn't say, hey, this is holy ground, just pray and uh, think about me. He says, hey, Moses, I have a job just for you. And I'm going to go with you. And we've got to go help those people in Egypt. So, what can your toes do? What can your feet do? Where can you walk and go? I want you to think about that as you walk around your neighborhood. Probably in your neighborhood, you should have your shoes on. But walk around your neighborhood and pray for your neighbors. Pray for your teachers if you're at school. Think about all those people in our town who need help. And maybe we need help too. How is God going to use me to do God's work? You might be small. You might be shorter than other people. But you have an important task. You know, Moses was about 80 years old when he got called by God. He might have thought he was too old. You might think that you're too young, but no matter what, God is with each one of us, calling us to move these toes from holy ground to out there in our world. So I think if it's okay with your parents, I think you should take, keep those shoes off all worship, okay? Because we're still on holy ground, okay? And then when you get ready to leave, or when worship's over, put those shoes back on, and you can go out into the world. Okay? Let's wiggle, wiggle those fingers and put them together. Dear God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you for our feet, which are free and wiggling and knowing that they are on holy ground as we worship you. As we go from worship, we pray that you always go with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our Old Testament reading comes to us from Exodus chapter 3, beginning with the first verse. 
And our children have already gotten a glimpse of this story, but listen, it's a fun story to listen to. Let's listen to the word of God. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see God, see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, come no closer, remove the sandals from your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt, I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings. I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I've also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring, them, bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, thus you shall say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this my title for all generations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. of life, words of hope, 
give us strength, help us cope in this world where'er we roam. Ancient words will guide us home. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts, on that the ancient words impart. Holy words of our faith, handed down to this age, came to us through sacrifice. Oh, heed the faithful words of Christ. Holy words long preserved for our walk in this world. They resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Uh, I just had this crazy flashback. I'm pretty sure it happened because we're back on this mountain where all this began. In fact, it's this very bush right there where it all began. This is uh, the very place where I, uh, what I call God's retirement plan happened. Uh, it's the very place where I took off my sandals Right now, I'm standing on holy ground. Now, when I say we're back, what I mean is all of us. Yep, me and hundreds of boneheaded Israelites. It, it might sound kind of harsh, but it's rather irritating because they change their mind whenever and wherever the wind blows which in this desert, it's practically every day. So today, I decided to get away from them, and just for a minute, since we're here, where it all began, uh, I'll tell you how it all started. I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, I just couldn't say no to God. I mean, it was quite a sight. The, the bush was on fire, but it wasn't being consumed, and God's booming voice came from up above. What would you do if it happened to you? There's something that compelled me to say yes. 
In fact, my wife Zipporah and I had just gotten into an argument that day uh, after not saying that word, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Moses, you say yes to everything, she said. You never say no to my father. He's got you running back and forth with all these sheep in the desert. I want you home with our family. Dad has plenty of people who can take care of the sheep, she said. Learn to say no for once in your life. When you get back, you need to talk to my father. You need to tell him that you can't do this anymore. Well, when I got back that day, I ended up telling her father, I told him I just couldn't watch the sheep anymore. Now, I didn't tell him because Zipporah wanted me to. I ended up telling Jethro this because of this miraculous thing at this bush. I told him how it all happened and that I had had to go to Egypt with my family. And I needed his advice on how to break this news with my wife. He told me that I better tell her the truth, but to put more emphasis how I tried to tell God no a lot of times. So when I broke down, told the news to Zipporah, I told her all the ways I tried to get out of it. Because there were a bunch of ways I did try to get out of this thing. Attempt number one, I told God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Sounds like a very logical reason to me, plus a solid no to God, right? I told him about our big plans uh, for retiring out here in the country. Told him about uh, raising our children after they got older. In fact, most of you folks probably understand this. There's retired folks out there. Need a break after a little while, don't you? told God that Zipporah and I were planning to travel a little bit, and of course, we wanted to help with the, the grandchildren eventually. said, we're now just simple country folk and ready to retire. So I have no business going to Egypt, unless it's part of our travel plans, of course. Old country person like me had no business trying to talk to Pharaoh. Unfortunately, attempt number one ultimately failed. Failed attempt number two. I was like a very clever lawyer, and I asked a question back to God. I answered a question with a question. That's right. So, God, let's just say that I go, hypothetically speaking, and I tell the Israelite slaves that you sent me to free them from Pharaoh. And then they ask me your name. What am I going to tell them? It was a solid case, and I was pretty sure it was my ticket out. But then God ended up telling me his name. I am who I am. So again, my second attempt failed. I told Zipporah several other attempts I made to get out of it, 
like telling God I couldn't do it because I was slow to speak. I, I figured my stutter would finally come in handy. But even that didn't work. And I finally asked God how I would convince Pharaoh. But God just wouldn't take no for an answer. So I ended up telling her that our family needed to move to Egypt. And somehow, I would convince Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. And all this just when I was about to retire. I mean, I was nearly 80. That's when I discovered God had a different retirement plan for me. Yet somehow, after my explanation, my wife understood and supported God. She even thought I was the perfect person for the task. Huh. So we ended up leaving Midian and went to Egypt. Wait, just a second. I'm being incredibly rude. I shouldn't be talking about me this entire time. What about you? What's your story? Has God interrupted you and your plans lately? If you're anything like me, I bet you've discovered this world is quite complicated, isn't it? Now, you know how God sent me to a place I didn't want to go. Little did I know that God's work had just started getting really interesting at my life at this point. And since then, I haven't rested at all. I'm what you call a late bloomer. I know you have a story in there somewhere. Or maybe God's still working on you like he was with me. God's molding and crafting you. Trust me, eventually you won't be able to ignore God. Everyone has a burning bush experience of some kind. It might be more subtle, unless you need a lot more convincing like I did. I bet you have an amazing story about what God's done in your life. I know it. If you think you're going to retire or not work, think again. There's no such thing as retirement to God. Because people are still oppressed in our world. There's war and famine and disease. It's all prevalent. Justice, peace, and love are still a far-off dream for many. So God has much ministry for all of us to do. I've also learned over the years when God asks you to do something, it's hard to say no. And even if we do, God will eventually push away all of our attempts to do so. God will get through to us. I certainly had different plans, but God had something more important for me to do. Time and time again, I remember, when I was ready to quit, God somehow pulled me through. That time when we went up against mighty Pharaoh, God was there. When we were all boxed in, the Red Sea on one side and Pharaoh's army on the other, God 
made a way. We finally made it to this mountain where it all began. And I was about to give up because these Israelites are driving me crazy. I came up to this mountain. And I saw this bush. And I met you. I was reminded about my call. How it all began. That's just what I needed today. I'm so glad that I got away today to tell you my story. Uh, thank you for listening. Being back up here on this mount mountain reminds me that even when I'm frustrated with those Israelites, with my people, God reminds me how boneheaded I've been at times. Come on. Let's go for a walk. I'd like to hear more about your story. Stand and join with me in reading the Apostles' Creed printed in your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, let us all from by. 
quiet our hearts and go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we love the drama of the burning bush. Here is the quaking Moses telling God that God has made a mistake. Moses does not believe that he can perform the task to do which God has called him. But God knows better. God provides the support structure for this awesome task. We are just like Moses. We want to tell you that you have made a mistake, that we are not able to be worthy to undertake the task of hope and peace for our world. We mumble about responsibilities and commitments Yet God chides us to be in service by helping others. We ask for your strength, the tools, the support that we need. We ask to not be in fear. This day we bring before you the names of people and situations that lay heavily on our hearts we feel powerless to bring the healing words of hope. And so we offer these situations to you, for your compassionate mercy. Our trust in you is rightly placed, for you hear our prayers and will respond. We can count on you to be present with us and with all those in need. Now our turn to respond to your call with a fervent yes, trusting in your presence and guidance. Let us go forth to serve joyfully and confidently in your world, saying together the prayer that Jesus has taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Maybe you might feel that God has been silent, a silent partner in all of this, waiting sometimes to hear God's booming voice, and yet we're reminded that God is surrounding us, is with us through all things. I encourage you to pray and think about where is God calling you to go?
to serve. How do you do that in today's world when we're told to stay inside? There are places we can still go. God can still reach places and people. Maybe by a phone call. Maybe by a meal. Maybe as we grocery shop and collect food for others. We are reminded that there are many people in need, including ourselves. We need one another. We need to know God is not just a silent partner, that God is with us all the time. As we share our offering today, let us give our whole selves to God. Please join with me in the unison prayer of dedication. Let us pray. In gratitude for your amazing works in the world, we offer our gifts to further your work, Holy One. Bless us as you blessed Moses before us, that we may be a blessing of your holy work, guide our steps, and bless the offerings we bring. The world may be touched by your holy love. Amen. your light is coming. 
Christ comes to us in sometimes unexpected ways. God comes to us, calling us forth. Sometimes we resist, and then we resist, and we resist. God is calling us to do great ministry out in our world, provide hope through Christ every hour and every day. And now let us receive the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the bond of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. God be the love to search and keep me. God be the prayer to move my voice. God be the strength to now uphold me. Oh, Christ, surround me. Oh, Christ, surround me. If you found this material inspiring and would like to support our ministry here at First Love from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, please send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You can also contribute through your financial institution, through bill pay. And if an account number is necessary, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number at First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's O-F-F-I-C-E at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. You can join our live stream video of Sunday services, which start at 10.55 a.m. on Sunday at www.facebook.com 
slash firstpresjacks. That's www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. We also have a Facebook page called Presbyterians with a Purpose at www.facebook.com slash groups slash 221761382271153 Presbyterians for a Purpose is a group for anyone needing to get in contact with someone else during these challenging times. If you wish to attend our 10 a.m. services on Sunday in person, please come in the north door. A nurse will take your temperature. The nurse will then press a button to open the door to limit touching surfaces. Another volunteer will open the inner door. While moving around, please wear your mask. Once seated, you can remove your mask. We pray you have a safe, joyful, and healthy week. God bless.